What's going on, squad? Welcome to A Vision Includes You. This podcast is where I help you step into your true power so that you can elevate all areas of your life without any regrets. My name is Kevin Vu, and I am an online fitness coach and mindset coach, and I'm on a mission to impact millions of lives across the globe. In my experience, I've helped over hundreds completely transform their lives by unlocking their full potential. It's now my goal to share that knowledge I've accumulated over the years into actionable steps to help you turn your vision into your reality. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of A Vision Includes You Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Vu. I'm an online fitness and mindset coach. And today, this is another episode of a Q&A Monday. So every single Monday, I go live inside my Facebook group. If you're not a part of the Facebook group yet, make sure that you go join the link down below under this podcast episode, or you can visit bit.ly slash VuFam. You can join my free Facebook community. You can uh, ask me questions every single Monday, and I host a Q&A answering your questions. So we had one question today, and that was... Why do online calculators vary? Like a lot of calculators, when it varies, when it comes to calorie deficit, one calculator says one number and then another calculator says another another number, which one is accurate? Like this is a question where a lot of people, if you are trying to lose fat, you might be confused about this. You might heard that, oh, you have to go on a calculator, you're gonna find your calorie deficit and then you have to eat that certain number of calories and then boom, you're going to lose weight. But then you're typing in all these calculators, your information, your age, your height, your activity levels, all these different things and then you're getting different numbers. You're like, okay, I don't know what to trust. What should I do? How many calories should I actually eat? Now, I'm gonna address that question right here. Why are all these online calculators inaccurate? Why are they giving different numbers? Here's the thing. All online calculators, when it comes to estimating your energy expenditure and estimating your calorie deficit, they're all estimates. They're all estimates, which means that there is no one real calculator that's going to determine exactly how many calories you actually need to lose body fat. So with that being said, you have to take every single time you input your information on this calculator online, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Because the truth is, your body is very complex. You have hormones, you have different genetics, you have maybe you're taking certain medications, maybe you have more body fat and less lean muscle mass. And you can't just take two people who are the same stats, like on paper, like, oh, this person weighs 150, she's a female, she's 40 years old. They can have different body composition. They can have different metabolisms. They can have different genetics, right? And there's so many different factors that goes into it. And that's why these calculators are so vastly different. They're all estimates. Now, with that being said, I don't want you to say, oh, okay, if they're all estimates, then how am I supposed to find out my calorie deficit number? The truth is you really, really can't, okay? And the truth about calorie deficit and finding the number is that your calorie deficit number isn't really a number. It's more of a range. And what that means is you can lose fat. Let's say your your maintenance calories. And again, your maintenance calories, it varies from day to day. Some days you might be more active. Some days you might be eating a little bit less. Some days you might be eating more protein, which means you're burning more calories. It varies from day to day. But let's say in a perfect world, it's 2000 calories. So if you eat 2000 calories every single day, you're going to maintain, perfectly maintain your weight, okay? Your calorie deficit, what I recommend is anywhere from creating a 500 calorie deficit per day. Sometimes if you want to be a little bit more conservative, you can go with a 300 calorie deficit. But essentially, let's say in order for you to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit of 1500 calories every single day. Okay. That 1500 is actually a range. It's not 1500 exactly, but if you go, let's say 1400 to 1600 and you're within that range, you're still going to lose body fat. 
okay? Because it's not like, oh, if you're one, one calorie over 1500, you're going to ruin all your progress. You're not going to be in a calorie deficit. You're not going to lose weight. No, it's not like that. Your body is very complex. So here's my best recommendation to find how many calories you actually need to consume if you want to lose weight. Okay. So here it is. Number one, you're going to need an app, an app to track your calories and not to track everything that you're consuming. So what I recommend is something called MyFitnessPal. It's completely free. You know, there's so many other apps that you can use, but MyFitnessPal has a wide database of foods and most common foods that you're already consuming. And most of the time, this is what my clients use. It's free. It's one of the most recommended apps that I recommend. So make sure that you go ahead and you download it, start tracking your food. Okay. And again, I just want to Quickly disclaimer, this isn't something that you do for a long period of time, but if you have not gotten to tracking already, I highly recommend you start doing it just so you have a better understanding of how much you're actually consuming. Because a lot of times you can say, oh, I'm eating very little, but then you're eating, overeating a bunch of calorie dense foods and you're not actually in a calorie deficit. Okay. So number one, make sure that you're tracking your food with an app. And I recommend my fitness pal. The second thing you need to do is you need to start monitoring your activity levels day to day. So let's say you, some days you are getting 12,000 steps. Other days you're getting 2000 steps. You want to make sure that every single day it's kind of like uh, an average. Okay. Take a look at your activity levels. Are you like highly active certain days and other days you're like very sedentary. Take a look at your activity levels. How many steps are you averaging per week? Once you have a baseline of that, because it's very important that Every single time that you are doing an experiment on your body, like determining, okay, your body weight, um, going through a fat loss journey, anything like that, that you are trying to keep as many variables consistent as possible because you don't want like so many inconsistencies like, oh, maybe one day you're weighing yourself in the morning. The other day you're weighing yourself at night. One day you're working out in the morning. The other day you're working out at night. One day you're skipping breakfast. The other day you're, you're not skipping breakfast. Like you want to limit as many uncertainties as possible. Okay. So with that being said, number one, again, tracking everything when it comes to your food, download my fitness pal. Number two, you want to monitor your activity levels. So make sure that you look at your average steps. How many calories are you actually consuming? Or sorry, how many steps are you actually uh, taking on a day to day on a week to week basis? Once you have those two things. Now, the third thing that you need to track is your body weight. And I recommend everyone should be tracking their body weight once in the morning, that's it. You should not step it on the scale like multiple times throughout the day because it's just gonna fluctuate and then you're just gonna get super discouraged. So once in the morning, and there's a very strategic matter on when you should actually weigh yourself in the morning. You should only weigh yourself in the morning after you use the washroom and before you consume anything. Don't weigh yourself after, before you eat breakfast and then after you eat breakfast because the scale is just gonna go up because there's food sitting in your stomach. So weigh yourself just once before you eat anything and after you use the washroom. Okay, that's it. So once you do that, you're gonna do that for approximately two weeks. So now you're tracking your body weight, you're tracking your food, and you're tracking your activity levels. Those are the three things that you should be tracking. Once you're tracking that, for the next two weeks, I want you to take, look at the data, okay? All this, what we're doing is we're collecting data. So now you're gonna look at, okay, how many calories have I been averaging per week? And what was my average body weight? So you're going to take up your weight. You're going to divide it by seven. You're going to add it up, add it all up and then divide it by seven. And then that's going to be your week one weight. And then you're going to compare that to week number two. Okay. You're going to be looking at all these data points. Okay. If you lost weight from week two to week one, that means that you're in a calorie deficit and you're going to add up all the calories as well. You're going to divide it by seven. And that's how many calories you've actually been consuming. 
And you're going to look at your steps as well. If you increase your steps, then yeah, maybe you are burning more calories and you're going to take it all up. You're going to divide by seven and you're going to see how many steps you've actually averaged. Okay. So with those three data points, you're going to understand, okay, I'm in a calorie deficit because I'm moving more and I'm actually eating a certain range of calories. And that's why I'm actually losing body fat. Hopefully that's making sense so far. Okay. So the reason why you're doing this, and instead of like sporadically weighing yourself like every single week, like just once a week or like once a month is because your weight's going to fluctuate. I've done many podcast episodes on this. Like there's so many different reasons why weight fluctuations are completely normal. And there's so many factors that influence it. So I wouldn't worry about the day-to-day fluctuations because you will gain two to five pounds some days. You will lose two to five pounds some days, but that doesn't mean that fat loss is happening every single day. You have to look at fat loss on a wider spectrum. Okay. So those three things, again, number one, tracking your food intake. Number two, tracking your daily activity levels. How many steps are you getting every single day and average that out through a week? Number three, tracking your body weight for at least two weeks. Now, once you compare those data points for at least two weeks and you see that you're losing weight, okay, you're in a calorie deficit, keep everything the same. If you are not losing weight, okay, maybe do this again, repeat the process again for another week. And if you're maintaining your weight, that means you're not in the calorie deficit. If you are gaining weight, okay, if you are gaining weight, then that means that you could be in a calorie surplus, but not all the time. Because again, as I mentioned, if you are weight training, if you are adding in more calories, then yeah, maybe you could actually be building muscle or your body hasn't really digested the food yet. So I want to say two weeks is still a very short time frame. I recommend at least three weeks of like doing all this. And then that's how you'll know whether or not you're actually in a calorie deficit. Okay. Now, here's a few things that I want to bring off the bat in case any of you are confused. If you are losing weight within your, like your second week of like doing all this, great. But you have to understand that when you're starting something like this, when you're starting your fat loss journey, it's very common for you to lose a lot of amount, a lot of amount of weight in the first couple of weeks. Like some of you might be losing five pounds, 10 pounds in the first two weeks, but you have to understand that because your body's adjusting to a new program, a new, a new nutrition uh, protocol, like your body's going to be losing a lot of water weight. Okay. And don't get discouraged if after like weeks four to six or eight or even 12, that you're going to start seeing that the weight is going to slowly go down. It's not going to be as fast as before. Like everyone wants to lose 10 pounds in two weeks, but if you're telling me that you're only going to lose 50 pounds in 10 weeks and that's it, no, it's not going to work like that. Okay. So just don't be discouraged when you start seeing that the rate of weight loss is going to slow down dramatically after the first couple of weeks. Now, with that being said, a good rule of thumb in order for you to gauge how much body fat you're losing is anywhere from 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight per week. Okay. So I'm going to say that one more time. A good rate of weight loss or fat loss is 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight per week. Now, what that means is let's say you're 200 pounds and you want to lose weight. Okay. You have 20 pounds to lose. That means on average 0.5 to 1% of your total body weight is about one to two pounds per week. Okay. So if you will have 20 pounds to lose, that might take 20 weeks. That might take 10 weeks, but this is a very good rule of thumb. Some people might be lower, right? Um, The rate might be lower, especially if if you have other conditions like PCOS, hypothyroidism, right? If you have different conditions, then it might affect the rate of weight loss, but you cannot lose weight if you're not in a calorie deficit. Now, 
Hopefully that answers your questions. Hopefully you understand that, okay, online calculators, yes, it can give you a base guideline, but there's no real way on understanding what is exactly my calorie deficit number. These calculators, they are meant to be inaccurate. It's just like saying, oh, when I step on the scale and then my body fat says 20%, if I step on another scale, it might say 25%, like which one's accurate? You won't really know. Even if you do a DEXA scan, which is uh, most likely one of the uh, top rated, um, most accurate forms of estimating your body fat percentage, it's still not always going to be accurate. Okay. So, um, just keep that in mind, take these measurements and take these uh, calculations with a grain of salt. As long as you're being consistent with everything, with everything I just laid out, you're going to lose weight and you just have to stay patient with the process. Okay. So if you have any questions about that, make sure that you join my free Facebook community. I host a Q and a every single Monday, feel free to drop your questions in there and I'll be more than happy to answer them for you. All right. But so with that being said, that's going to come to the end of this podcast. If you got value, I would love for you to screenshot this, post it to your story and tell me evolution fitness until next time I am signing off. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Vision Includes You. If you got value from today's episode, I would love for you to screenshot any episode, post it to your story, and tag me at Vision Fitness so that I know you're tuning in. I truly appreciate the support, and as always, I hope you have the best day ever, and I'll catch you on the next episode.